going to be learning the Kutisichis, Sev Kyutchas, the Sicha for Pashas Pinchas, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel Tamus. This Sicha is going to be focusing on comparisons between the Isris Nefesh of Pinchas and the Fidik Rebbe. And we're going to be discussing the concepts of Kanayim Pagenboy and a Moirin Kane. And then the story of Pinchas in general was this that he was, this like concept of Kanayim Pagenboy, is this a mitzvah? Is it a mitzvah? Is it a chiyuv? If it has to be pagea, if, if you're in that type of situation, you have to kill the boyal. Is it just a mitzvah? Is it a rishos? You have different options, different rishayim learn different ways. And the second point is, was this Baratzin Chacham? Were the Chacham happy with what Pinchas did? At least initially, but, but yeah, after the fact, of course, we know that Hashem gave him the kunas, so it was clear that it was a good thing. But the Chachila, was this something that the Chacham would have been happy with um, or not. So the Sikha starts off saying that most that the Chagag of Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tamus in the year Tafresh Pezain occurred on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And the Fidik Rebbe said that he was born in Parshas Pinchas, which the Rebbe writes in our means. The correct here is he was born in Parshas Balak on a Monday of Parshas Balak, and the Bris was in Parshas Pinchas. He says that Ruba the Ruba of the events of his life, which happened with him or around him, are hinted to either Behelem or Begiloi in Parshas Pinchas. Which means that by looking at Parshas Pinchas and also looking at the character of Pinchas, we could understand more, more about the Messias Nefesh and about the life of the Fidika Rebbe. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at how Pinchas is discussed in Parshas Balak, the end of Parshas Balak, where that's the actual mice of Mesir Snafesh that Pinchas had. And then also at the beginning of Parshas Pinchas, where Hashem gives him the Kuhunas Oilam. And we'll discuss what that means, uh, the concept that it was Nizgala, that Hashem was happy with what Pinchas did and therefore gave him a gift. So the first point is, Pinchas, Parshas Pinchas, he said the Pritikrava said that most of the events of his life uh, are connected to Parshas Pinchas, which also means, since the Parsha is called Parshas Pinchas, that means we're talking about the character of Pinchas, which would connect also to the end of last week's Parsha, which is Parshas Balak. And as also, as we mentioned earlier, the Fridika Rebbe was born in Parshas Balak, and the majority of years, Yudbeis Yud Gimotam has actually occur during Parshas Balak. So clearly, uh, the event what uh, the event of Kanaim Pagenbay, the event that Pinchas killed Zimri at the end of Parshas Balak, is connected to the Fidika Rebbe. And this is understood the Pashtas. The Fidika of the Pinchas was in a situation of, with a rule that we have, Allah Messinai, which is Kanaim Pagenbay. Usually, how it works is when a person scribes any type of punishment, especially a punishment of Misa, there needs to be a Bezdin. And there's many rules of 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 Eden, Asra, Dayanus, exactly exactly when this person would be high of Misa. But there is a special situation, and as the Rambam explains, that if a person is bail a kutis publicly, then Bashas Maisa Hachet, only Bashas Maisa Hachet, a Kanoi is allowed to kill this individual. If the individual is Pirish from the Maisa Hachet, then it would be also for him to kill. And if he taka would kill, him, let's say, let's say Zimri was Pirish, and then Pinchas would have killed him, Pinchas would have been Chayv Misa. 
the Gemara actually tells us that one of the miracles was, that many miracles happened with the story of Pinchas, one of the miracles were that Zimri should have been Pirish, but he wasn't Pirish, and therefore Pinchas is allowed to kill him. But if he would have been Pirish, then Pinchas would not have been allowed to kill him, and actually Pinchas would have been Chayv Misa if he would have continued to kill Zimri. So this action of Canaan Pagan by Ein Moirinke, that if you go to Arav, or Bezdin, ask, can I be Pegea, this this bile, the answer would be no. They, they, they wouldn't be able to tell you, yes, in Moyunke, they wouldn't tell you, I guess. They, they wouldn't be able to give you a psaktin that you, that such a thing would be permissible. And this is, the Rebbe says, why in the Shulchan Aruch, where it talks about the halachas of a bile of a kusis, he doesn't mention clearly the Indian of a kanoiz be pegea. He mentions it more b'derech aga. In Shulchan Aruch, it says that um, he talks about that there's a law of the beginning Miritakusis. It mentions that there's a fi of a Malchus Mardis by being Bayolakusis. And then it says that in a situation where, it, there, where there was no Malchus, and also this situation where uh, the Lashon is and the Kanaim were not Pegea in him. Then this individual will, be, will get karis eventually. So the the the, the Shulchan Aruch never actually says that a kanai should be pegeya. Rather, mentioned it in the that in a situation where he's not where a kanai was not pegeya, then he's going to get karis. But never actually said anywhere that a kanai a should be pegeya. And the reasoning is because since the Shulchan Aruch is a psak is a safer psak din Allah halamaisa. Therefore, if the Shulchan Aruch would tell you. That a kanoi is supposed to be pegea, that would be considered being myron king. The shochanar is being myron that this is what a kanoi is supposed to do. Therefore, he doesn't say he's saying if the kanoi was not is not pegea, meaning because it doesn't actually tell the, the kanoi that he should be pegea. And he says even in the lashon of the Rambam, where the Rambam writes that this act of a kanoi kanoi by is an act which is meshubach and mezuras, but if you look at the lashon, he actually says a more of a derech sipur that im. If a kanoi was pegea him and killed him, then this individual is mshubach mazur. So it's more beferish that this is something which is good, but it actually doesn't say that you're supposed to do it. Uh, the lashon of the Torahs, how you kanoi pegim by that it, such a thing occurred. How you kanoi pegim by again, it always says a b'derech tzipur because it can't be beferish in a lashon of heira. So Ibazai, this is the first point of the ma'isim mesiris nefesh of pinchas. That it was a situation where it came from himself. It wasn't something what he was mechuyev in. There was no chiyev for him to do this. Ain mayon came. And then the rubber brings it even more than that. That there's a machloikis in Rishonim whether this that knoim pagimbai is that a rishos that he's permitted to? Is it a mitzvah that he's, it's a command that this is what he's supposed to do? Or is it more than just a command? But it's a choyva, it's an obligation. The difference between a choyva and a mitzvah is a choyva is something that you have to do. While a mitzvah is something which is not necessarily, uh, that, that is something that you are, is commendable to do. For example, a person doesn't need to buy a house in order to put up a mezuzah. But if he buys a house, it's a mitzvah to put up a mezuzah. So a mitzvah could be situations where if a certain event occurs, then this is the proper way how to proceed, but it's not necessarily an obligation that you have to proceed in, in that way. So meaning is, what would be what would that mean in our situation? That if you are a Kanoi, 
and this is something which you're zealous about, then it'll be a mitzvah for you to be pegehim. But not that you're mechuyev to be pegehim. Only if you're kanoi, this is something which is a mitzvah for you to do. Or the third option is that it's literally an obligation for every individual. You'd have to do it. So the Rebbe brings from, brings from the Rosh and the, the Yad Rameh that they hold those actually rishos. And based on that, they explain the Gemara. The Gemara tells us that if Zimri would have killed, turned around and killed Pinchas, then he wouldn't have been, Zimri would not be Chayv Misa. Usually the Allah is that if you kill, if you're Mechuyiv Misa, then let's say the Shluch Beisdin, who's killing you, um, if you would go and kill him, that would be, you're not allowed to do that. You'd be Chayv Misa for, for that event itself. If, 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 let's say the uh, if the Shluch is uh, has an obligation to kill you, then that's a right that he has, and you have no right to actually have uh, uh, to kill him or to harm him in any way. More than that, let's say in a situation of a raidif and a nirdaf, let's say someone's chasing somebody to be able to, to kill him, and you, and you see that this is happening. So the rule is that you're supposed to try to save the, 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 the nirdaf even if that would make you kill the Raidif. So the question would be is what happens if the Raidif sees you, you know, trying to save the Nirdaf or, or trying to kill him. So he sees you chasing after him, you know, with a gun. He's a lot, if he, what, if he turns around and shoots you, would he be Chayv Misa for killing you or not? Because on one hand, you're chasing him to kill, to kill him. But on the other hand, you're only chasing him because you have an obligation to chase him because you're trying to save somebody's life. So the law is that the Raidif is not allowed to kill you. He's not allowed to kill the the, the, the person who's trying to defend the life, defend the life of the Nir. That, that would be something wrong, because you have a mitzvah, you have an obligation to save that person's life. It's actually a chiv. You have an obligation to try to save the life of the Nirda. So the Raidif has no right to kill you, because you're doing a mitzvah. So the Shiloh would be also over here. How was Zimri allowed to kill Pinchas? Wasn't Pinchas doing a mitzvah? If Pinchas is doing a mitzvah, he has an obligation to kill the uh, Zimri. Now, how can Zimri turn around and kill him? So they want to say, the Yad the Rosh want to say, is that this is a raya, that he had no mitzvah to kill Zimri. It was a Roshos. This is something that he was permitted to do. There was no obligation at all on him to do it. It was rather because of his kinois that he had for Hashem. This is something that he wanted to do, and therefore he's allowed to do it. Like this will be similar to the Indian of a Yifas Tayyar. That's not a mitzvah to have the Yifas Tayyar. It's a, it's a Rishus. Here it's, of course, uh, there it's more Rishus Mitzvah the Yitzhahara. Here's a, here's a Rishus Mitzvah the Yitzhah type. But nonetheless, it wasn't an obligation. Therefore, if Zimri would turn around and killed uh, Pinchas, he would be completely potter because, um, because you're allowed to save your own life. And I should point out that even though that Zimri is allowed to defend his own life, that doesn't mean that any anybody else who's surrounding or seeing what's going on would actually be able to kill Pinchas. Because since Pinchas had permission to kill Zimri, that means anybody watching wouldn't actually be allowed to attack Pinchas. The reason why usually uh, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to kill the Roydev, that's only in order to save the life of the Nirda. So since you have an obligation, a mitzvah to save the life of the Nirda, therefore you're even allowed to take the life of the Roydev. But in this situation, you have no mitzvah and obligation to save the life of the Nirdaf. On the contrary, you also have permission to kill this individual. Anybody watching also had the ability to kill uh, Zimri. 
So therefore, there would be no obligation upon them to save him, and therefore they won't, actually wouldn't be allowed to save him. But Matzad Zimri himself, Zimri is allowed to have self-defense. He's allowed to defend his own life. Uh, this is the idea of someone who comes to kill you, Hashkem Bahargai. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not a matter of saving someone else's life, but rather it's, in, it's an union of saving your own life, which we learn from uh, the, the concept of Baba Machteris, that someone comes into your house to break in, and there's a chash that this individual might kill you, then you're allowed to save, defend your life. So similar over here, Zimri is allowed to defend his life, and therefore he would have been able to kill Zimri, uh, kill Pinchas, in order to protect himself. But the point is what we're seeing, that this itself, that Zimri was allowed to defend himself, was because it was a myth, because it was a rishos. Second option is, this is from the Ran, is that it wasn't just a rishos, it's actually a tzivoy. It was a command which is on Pinchas. But, even though it was a command, it wasn't a psak din of Bezdin. Meaning there's a difference between a mitzvah and a din. If someone has a din that he is chayv misa, let's say there, went, there was a gemar din, and the gemar din was paskin that this person is chayv misa, then you would actually be able to uh, kill him, and you'd have uh, you'd have you'd have the full permission of Bezin to do that. Masha Enkin over here, there was no psak din, but it's a mitzvah which is on you to kill this individual. So that person is not actually chayv misa. But there is a, mis, a mitzvah for you to kill him, b'shas ma'isa. That's why there's so many, there's so many details about that has to be b'ferhasia, it has to be only b'shas ma'isa. If a person is chay of misa, then once he's chay of misa, then it doesn't make a, dif- you can, it doesn't make a difference what the situation is at that point. Usually Bazin kills him, but if Bazin for whatever reason can't kill this individual, then anybody's allowed to kill him in any way which is possible. Why? Because that person is chay of misa. Mashaninkin over here was saying is it's only Bishas Maisa, only if it's Prophesia. Why? Because he's not he's not Chai Misa. It's just at that moment of the the Shasa Veir, the Shasa Maisa, there would be a mitzvah to kill him. But not that the person's Chai Misa. Therefore, the Ran will explain that the reason why Zimri was allowed to kill Pinchas, even if Pinchas had a mitzvah, was because he wasn't Chai of Misa. He had no chiv of Misa. Therefore, he again, he'd be allowed to, to, to defend himself. So even if there would have been a tzivri on Pinchas, a mitzvah on Pinchas to kill Zimri, but Zimri doesn't have a din that he is chayv Misa. Therefore, he would still be able to defend himself. That's the second option. Third option, was, which, was, which was very big, is the Ramban, in the, uh, uh, the, 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 in the third shayrish of Sefer Mitzvah, he wants to say is that this, that Kanoim Paigenboi, and this that this individual is chayv kars b'deishamayim. That means that he's be'atzim a barkatal. He's be'atzim someone who is chayv misa. So since he's be'atzim someone who is chayv misa, therefore um, you'd be mechuyev to kill him. Just like anybody who's chayv misa mitzad bezin, there's an obligation. There's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah skila. There's a mitzvah sreifa. There's a mitzvah kanayim paygimbay. And there's an obligation. Not just a mitzvah, a chayv. That you have to be kanayim paygimbay. And he says the reason why, if Zimri would have turned around and killed Pinchas, uh, he would be he would have been Pater, is only because because it will be referring to what the Gemara means is that if Pind- Zimri would have been Pirish Mamai so if he would have been Pirish Mamai then he would have the right now to kill Pinchas because uh, because right now because it's only Bishas Maisa he's Chayv Misa. So since he was Pirish, so therefore since he's not Chayv Misa, he's able to defend himself and he's able to kill uh, Pinchas if Pinchas continues to attack. And the Rebbe has a Chiddush in Chayv Ches that Pinchas would have continued to attack 
because since Zimri wouldn't have been, he's still also for Asa Nice, he's still being involved in that Nice. True, he's being perished at that moment, but he would have continued, he was still in the middle of, of doing that act, he would have continued afterwards. Therefore, Pinchas still would have had the ability to kill him, but nonetheless, he wouldn't have been high of Misa since he was perish, and therefore, he would have been able to defend himself and therefore kill Pinchas. But the point that we're seeing from from, from these different opinions, especially, and, and this is really the focus of the Rebbe, the opinion of the Yad Rameh and the Rosh, is that it's not even a mitzvah. It's a rushos. If it's a mitzvah, if it's a chayva, for sure, and even if it's a mitzvah, what we're saying is that this is what the Torah wants you to do. The Torah says it's a mitzvah, it's a chayva, you have to do this particular act. But according to the Rosh and the Yad Rameh, the Torah doesn't even want you to do it. It doesn't say it's a mitzvah, it's a chayva. It says a rushos. It's completely up to you. So the Chiddush of the Mesir's Nefesh of Pinchas was, is that the Torah doesn't, didn't even tell him to do it. It was completely Mitzan himself. It was completely Mitzan himself. He put himself into a situation of a Sakana to go attack Zimri in, in, within the Machna of Shevet Shimon. Shevet Shimon is surrounding Zimri and, and Pinchas would have been killed for what he did. And one of the miracles as it tells us in the Gemara, is that they didn't attack him. They, they weren't able to kill him. But he put himself in, in a sakana. It was mamashim seris nefesh. And this was something which was rishos. So similarly, we also have, by the Friedrich Rebbe, he did a very similar thing. But sad halacha, he wasn't mechuyiv to be moiser nefesh. It was rishos piyadeh. The Rebbe quotes a ramah. The rishos piyadeh, the ramah tells us that the bushas shmad, that if it's a time of, uh, uh, then you're to be moiser nefesh for mitzvah's lois essay. But for mitzvah's essay, you're not mechuyiv to be moiser nefesh for mitzvah's essay. But nonetheless, he says, that if he sees that this is something which is necessary, you know, let me read the Russian. It says like this. He says, This is specifically when they want him to be over on a mitzvah. But if make a gzera not to fill a mitzvah, he does not need to fulfill it and thereby be killed. And he quotes around. But he says, if he the, the, the moment needs it, and he wants to be killed and fulfill it, then the Rishos This is, He has the permission to do it. So again, it's Rishos. So if it's a Shas Hashman, for a Mitzvah's essay, there's no obligation to be Moisir Nefesh. But nonetheless, if you if there is a Rishos to do it. Rishos means it's not even a Mitzvah. It's Mamesh Rishos, something which is optional. Uh, the Rebbe also quotes, uh, and uh, he brings to Ara. 17 on page three, page 301 on the Kutusichus and Chelek, He quotes a few other Ma'amar Kaimis, uh, specifically a Kasat Mishnah, where the Kasat Mishnah discusses that the Shittas, the famous Shittas Rambam, Rambam says that only for the three Averis are you allowed to be Yarig Ve'al, Yarig Ve'al Yavor. But for all other Averis, then, if it's on a Shasa Shmad, then you should be Oiver. And if you're not, then you're, then you're you took your own Nefesh. So for uh, Mitzvah's essay, Mitzvah's Loisa say, Shalai B'Sha'as HaShemad, you're not allowed to be Boisar Nefesh for them. Rather, if you, and if you are Boisar Nefesh, it's actually considered that you're taking own life. Other Rishayim disagree, and other Rishayim hold that even Shalai B'Sha'as HaShemad, you are allowed to be Boisar Nefesh for Mitzvah's essay and Mitzvah's Loisa say.
you're allowed to. And then the Kesem Mishnah tells us that even according to the Shittas Theramah, if this person was a chassid, was a, special, a chassid, a special person, and he sees that the Shra Srikh and the door it's parts Bakach, that the generation has an issue with this particular mitzvah, and he wants to fulfill it in an orphan of Sirs Nefesh, when in order to mechazik the fulfillment of this essay or the negation of a license essay, then the Rishus is beyond it. Then he has the permission to do that. So even according to the Rambam, if it's a Shah Srikh then you are allowed to be Moisir Nefesh, even according to the Shittas of Rambam. So this is what the Fidik Rebbe situation was. I don't know what the halachic gather of the Soviet Union was, whether it was a Shastashmat or not. I'm sure there's many Akhrani to talk about it. Was it considered Shastashmat? But even if, so if it was, then definitely for the, even for the Mitzvah Loisa say, Mitzvah Loisa say he had to be Mechuyiv, but he wouldn't have been Mechuyiv to do the essays. He wouldn't have been Mechuyiv to send out Shoichtim and send out teachers to teach, uh, to teach Chadarim, to do Mila, etc., etc. And if, even if it was, and if it wasn't a Shastashmat, then even for Lois essays, essays, the only time he would have been mechuyiv to have any type of sincere nefesh would, would be for the Gimel of Eris, if it wasn't a Shasta Shema. But the Pidik Rebbe, as we know, was Moisir Nefesh even for the Mitzvah's essay. And not only was he Moisir Nefesh for himself, he even sent his Chassidim and he put his other people in danger in order to f- fulfill even Mitzvah's essay. So this is similar to Pinchas, that it was in a situation of Rishus Biyade, and nonetheless, he was Moisir Nefesh. So that is the first comparison that we have in the Pidik Rebbe to to Pinchas, and that's how Pinchas is discussed at the end of Parshas Balak, which that is the Kavis of most years. That, as we mentioned, Parshas Balak was also when the Fidikab was born on a Monday of Parshas Balak. And of course, the, the Fidikab's own work was that most of Ruba Ruba, the events of his life, are connected to Parshas Pinchas, and Pinchas's name, the Parshas Pinchas, the name of Pinchas, uh, of course, contains within it the story of Pinchas, which was his mysterious Nefesh. Then we come to the second stage. This is Pinchas, how he's mentioned in our Parsha, Parsha's Pinchas. Bahakta. So there's a Yushalmi in Sanhedrin, Perik Tesalachazain, which I'm going to quote it for you. It's a short Yushalmi, very interesting. So it says that the, the mice of Pinchas was Shalai Barat and Chacham. And Chacham were not happy with what Pinchas did. And Bikish Lina they actually wanted to put him into Nidu, they wanted to put him into Cher. So even though it was an inyan of halacha mishisina of knayim paygimbay, it was still shalei baratzim chachamim. We'll discuss in a moment why that was. It was shalei baratzim chachamim. What he was doing, and they would have put him into inyan. Ilule shakafsa la bruch vayish amar haisa loy lazar achav briskunus elam v'gain. Except and that the bruch kedush came and told them that for him and his children they're going to have the briskunus elam. Meaning is that Hashem was happy with Akad. He's giving him and his children the kuhuna. So then all the chachamim understood that. The, that, that what he did was the Amitis Ratzon alien, and therefore, of course, they did not put him into Nidu. The rubber quotes in R21. He says, also, if you look at the Bavli, it says, Bikshu the, the Malchashars wanted to push him away. This was referring to where it says in the Postic, the Fallow, Pinchas Davint, or made a, made a court case with Hashem, and the purpose was to uh, save um, the defense, that saved, save, there was a Magefa going, there was a Magefa which was occurring. By the Bnei Yisrael, and Pinchas was davening and making a court case with Hashem that the Megafa should stop. So the Malchus Sharis wanted to push him away. Why did they want to push him away? Because they also felt there was, I think the Rebbe's from Ram, because they, they also said that what Pinchas was did was was wrong. 
Pinchas, this, this that he was pegeya, Nizimi was the wrong thing. Therefore, they were pushing him away, that he has no right to daven or make any of this uh, this court case with Hashem uh, because because it was Shalei Baratzim Chacham. Also, we know his Chilo Shvatim Mavazim, he said, the Shvatim or Mavazahim. Why were the Shvatim Mavazahim? All the Shvatim, not the Shev Shiv, and all the Shvatim were Mavazahim. Why? He did the right thing. Kanayim Pagim, it's Allah Hamash Masinai. Elamai, we're seeing that from the Yushalmi and from the Bavli, there was something which Lachayr was not right over here. And we'll discuss soon what that was. But the point is that Pinchas was Moiser Nefesh, the Rebbe says, what we're seeing. Well, his Moiser Nefesh wasn't just Buguf. It was a serious Nefesh, which was Mitzan HaNeshama. Because since this is Hanhaga, which was Shuloi Barat and Chachmi until a situation of Biku, to put him into Cher. Nonetheless, when he saw the situation of a Yeshiv Yisrael B'Shitin, that in all the Ma'ivar Verer, Elul came Nichnas by Ruchstos, and there was a Magefa, which was occurring by the Yidin. As Lagmar says, it says, Ra Pinchas, what did Pinchas say, saw, see, what caused him to act? He said he saw that the, the Shabbat Malach, the Hishchus Ba'am, he saw the Malach coming and bringing destruction to the people. So therefore, he says, Baman Nefshav Zayim Mesiris Nefesh, and his Sirs Aguf, Rahan Nefesh Kamiachat. If he could be Pale Zayim, the Heshav of Hamas and Albany Israel, therefore it was worth it for him to be Moisir Nefesh, Buguf of Benefesh, Buguf of Benefesh. The Rebbe points out R36. And we should be from there's many stories out there with the Balshantiv and his students and the Tamida Harava Magid that the Messias Nefesh was an orphan that they're even willing to be mafki their Elam Haba, Bishpil Tevis Yehudi. Meaning is that it was a situation they would lose their Elam Haba, this haste, that it was Shaloi Baratz and because why else would you lose your Elam Haba? Meaning is you're doing something which was uh, at least Bechatsoinius against what the, the Torah prescribes, and therefore they would have lost their Elam Haba. Uh, there's also, he brings the story of the Alter Rebbe, that uh, there was a Bichl of Chassidus that he wrote on it, that, it, that whoever takes it, that there was a that, that there was a harem would be per, put on in this individual. So you, you don't want you don't want anyone taking this this copy of Chassidus. Then there was a fire. So the author asked if anybody checked it out. Everyone was ma'ayin in it. And then they asked the the, the middle rabbi. Sorry, the middle rabbi asked them. Uh, but you wrote that whoever reads it is going to be becherem. So of course nobody saw it. So who who would be ma'ayin in it? So the author replies. That uh, where's Masir's nefesh for Chassidus? So again, we're seeing this concept of of Masir's nefesh, which is not according to the Chachmei Torah, which is not according to the rules of how the Torah it works. So that's a second level of the Masir's nefesh of Pinchas. That not only was a Masir's nefesh Boguf, but in order to save his to save the Bnei Yisrael. And also, uh, in order to save Bnei Yisrael, because of this Magif that was occurring, he was went against the Ratzon of the Chachamim. Why was it Shalei Baratzon Chachamim? So the Rebbe discusses brings a bunch of sources in Ara 25. Sorry, 24. So first of all, he brings that there are some commentators on the Yushalmi, the Pnei Moshe, the Maharpanim, that they actually explain the Yushalmi, that when it says that Shalai Baratz of Chachamim, doesn't mean the Chachamim weren't happy, rather it just means that you weren't allowed to ask the Chachamim. Meaning is, 
it wasn't Barat and Chacham, it means he wasn't, you're not supposed to ask. Because since it's the Allah of Ein Meir and Cain, so you can't ask what you're supposed to do because they can't tell you. So Shalai Barat and Chacham, it means that if they would have come, they would have, wouldn't have told them to do anything. So it wasn't with the, so Shalai Barat and Chacham means like it wasn't with the blessing of the Chacham. That's how they explain it. But that's not the Pashat Shaf. And many learn it, Kapshutai. The Yafemar, Mara over there learns Kapshutai. Also the Karvan Eda learns it. That was Aisa, Shalai Barat and Chacham. So what exactly was it, Shalei Baratzen? What was the Shalei Baratzen Chacham? So he brings a few uh, explanations. So he brings the Reish David. He says, Baruch and the Reish David of the Chida. I didn't read the whole Reish David because it was extremely long. But just at least one of the answers that he gives is that usually the Halacha of Kanaim Paigen Bay is referring to there's one there's one Kanai and there's one Bayo. So it's not a situation necessarily of, of Sakana. You're attacking the person while he's involved in a certain act. It's always somewhat of a danger, but it's a it's 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 not necessarily a sakanas tafashis. But over here, what was Pinchas doing? He was going in a area of Shevet Shimon where there's thousands of the bnei shiftai which are surrounding Zimri. And if there wouldn't have been a miracle that Hashem literally saved Pinchas, he would have been killed. So Shalai Baratzon Chaman is that why are you that you weren't allowed to put yourself into sakanas tafashis? There's only three mitzvahs that you're not, are Yareg Ve'ol Yadmer. There's three mitzvahs Yareg Ve'ol Yadmer. This is not one of them that you're supposed to be Yareg, that you're supposed to be killed over. So therefore, when they said, K'noyim Pagan is in a situation where you're not being, you're not putting yourself in Sakanas Nefashis, but when you're literally putting yourself in a Vadai Sakanas Nefashis, then, then, then that, that's something which was wrong. So Shalai Barat Nechon, because they felt that what he did was the wrong thing. Another pshat um, was that, why, why are you doing it? You have Moshe Rabbeinu there, you have Aaron there. So you're being Mayur Halacha, the Shleib Fnei Rabbi. Mayur Halacha, the Fnei Rabbi. You have Aaron, Moshe, they're right there. They're, they're supposed to be the ones that are doing Kanayim Paigim Bay. That's the correct din. They should be Kanayim Paigim Bay. You, that, that which are going to be Kanayim that you're that you're going to be a Kanayi. First of all, that's, you know, of Gaiva, Yahiris and Gaiva, that what you're doing. And, um, and furthermore, it also could be a problem of Another pshat was the mother of Fainim that Kanaim Paiganbai is only if you're Emesa Kanai. Yet be Kinalolaka, that you have a real Kanais. Not because you have uh, you're a person that's cruel or you're a person that wants to uh, Show that you're a very big chassid. A kanoi and by means that you truly are a kanoi, and this is something which truly bothers you. This is something which you, you feel the zealousness for, for the sake of Hashem. It has to be completely something which is the shmalat, l'tzarek Hashem. So they felt, was Pinchas really doing it, l'shem Hashem? Or he was doing it because he was the grandchild of Yisrael, who was mefatim agolna by desert. He was a cruel person in general. So they were being chayshis, the shalegur tzancham, they were being chayshis him, that when he was being, when he killed Zimri, it wasn't because he was a Kanai and therefore he had permission, a Roshos or a Mitzvah even, to kill him. Rather, it was, it was for other alternative reasons. The, the Nehru brings the Migdalois and the Ragachav. The Migdalois says, uh, let's actually bring it to the, from the Rambam. So, in, in Asuribiyah, Perakid Beis Halacha Dalad, and hey, there's Nachoikis and the Rambam and the Ravid. The Ravid holds that by Kanayim Pagan you need Hasra, 
while the Rambam says he does not need Tesra. So what's the source of the Ravid? So the Migdalais and the Ravitchavah bring that the source of the Ravid is just Yushav. Meaning is, why was it Shalai Barats and Chachamim? It was Shalai Barats and Chachamim because he didn't give Zimri Hasra, he didn't give him any type of warning. Uh, the Migdalais answers for the Rambam that says the Chaira, uh, the Rambam passes like the Bavli, and he says the Chaira, this is Muchach Azoi like the Bavli because Every, the, the reason why you need a srat to be mafkin and shaykh a mazah, but in our situation it was clear that he was a mazah because that was the whole purpose why he why Zimri was sleeping with her was in order to prove a point so we knew it was b'mezid so therefore uh, it does, it's not much more like that shalai barat was because they didn't have a srat because they, you wouldn't have needed a srat in such a situation therefore you have to learn the shami differently and the softness brings a different shaft why was the Sholei Baratz and Chachamim? So he has a very interesting interpretation. It says in the Gemara in Zavachim, Aleph, tells us Amachloikis whether Pinchas was a Kayin, the Shas Maisa. So we know Rashi al brings from the opinion of Belazar that he was not a Kayin, and the Bris Kunas the Kuhuna was given to him as a gift for being Kanayim Paikimba. So that's the, the opinion that we all are familiar with, because that's what Rashi brings. But there is a, a other opinion. That holds that he actually what wasn't was already a kain, and this that it says that he's going to have the bris kunas elam. It means that the, 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 that he has a blessing that kain and bedelim will come from all the kain future kain bedelim will always come from Pinchas's family. Fine, but he already was a kain at that moment. So therefore, he says the lacha is uh, a kain is not allowed to become tummy. Uh, there's even a, he brings. A Gemara in Sanhedrin, uh, I think it's Dr. which tells us that the period that if someone would be Matama, something in the base of Migdash, the Pirche Kuhuna would kill this individual. So, why is it specifically the Pirche Kuhuna? It's because they were under the age, they weren't at that point of time actually doing any Avoida. In the base of Megdash. Yeah, it's actually it's a Mishnah on Pe'al from the base. So it says, A coin which is Mishamish Batuma, in Achab a coin of Avinois and Basin, that his brothers, the coin, were not bringing to the basin, rather the Pirche Kuna Matsin Isachutz Lazar Matsin Mamaychai. But the Pirche Kuna, the young ones, would take him out and split open his skull. They take him out of the Zara and then kill him. So why was it the young Kainim? So the, the Mephorshim explains. Because since they need to avoid at that point of time, they're under the age of 20, it's between the ages of 13 to 20, because they weren't practicing uh, the avoid in the base of English. So therefore, it didn't have any practical consequences if they're becoming common. Masha'in came, any other kind. So we're saying, so they want, so the Raghachavar wants to say like this. According to this, the, the Rushalmi holds, according to this opinion, that Pinchas was already considered a kind. Therefore, it was a Rishos. It was a Rishos that Kanayim Paikimbai. But you're Kayan. You're not allowed to become Tameh. So you becoming Tameh was an Avera. So you have a Roshos to become Pegea, but there's an Avera for you to become Tameh. Therefore, they were not happy with what he did. It was Sholei Baratz and Chacham. And of course, when Hashem said that it's a brisk Nusaylam, it was clear that what he did uh, was, was the correct thing. But the point is, at that point of time, it appeared that he was doing the wrong thing. 
for all the reasons that we mentioned above. And until Hashem said that the brisk of Nisailam, um, they, they were not happy with him, even the Malachi Asharis weren't happy with him. And as the Reb points out in Ara 23, that Pinchas knew what was going on, just like he knew the Halacha of Kanaim Pagan, but he also knew what the Chachamim's opinion were in this particular situation, that um, that they wouldn't have been happy with, be, uh, with him attacking uh, Zimri. But nonetheless, even though he knew this, all these Chajbainas, nonetheless, he still did it. So why? It was because of his, Messrs. Nefesh, that to save Heshit is Hamas and Yalbin And the Rebbe continues, Alpi Chasidis, Alpi Pnimis that such a Vahan Haga of Messrs. Nefesh, even Mitzad the Guf, and Mitzad the Neshama, is Messrs. Nefesh becomes Mitzad the Etzim HaNefesh from Ayid, which is even higher, in the Cherish, is higher from the Tayo. Higher from the Medidis, the Medidis and Hadbalis that the Tayo have. This haste, to give a little bit of explanation, the Rebbe really explains this in other places, much more at length. Uh, so, but eventually, when we get to those sikhs, we'll explain this very, very interesting concept. But just bikitzer, what does it mean that the Yidin in the Sharish are higher from the Torah? So, we know what the Zara tells us that there's three knots which are tied together the Yidin, the Torah, and Hashem. And since it's a knot, it's a knot which is like a circle. Which means that the Yidin connect through the Torah, the Yidin through the Torah get connected to Hashem. And then there's the way how the Torah connects to Hashem through the Yidin. So there's one way how the Yidin are closer to Hashem and the Torah is connecting through the Yidin to Hashem. And the other way is how the Yidin connect through the Torah through Hashem. So in Oyelam Hanzeh, how it usually is, Bapashtit, is, is that we connect through the Torah. How do we connect to Hashem in this world? By Bimchaim Zayim Torah Mitzvah, we become connected in Mokushar to Hashem. But in the Shayrish, the Yid is higher than the Torah. As it's brought in the time of the Be'eliyo, we don't know which one. He says, we don't know which, what came first. Did the Yid come first or the Torah came first? From this, this that the, the Torah says, uh, that the Torah commands the Sabbath of B'nai Yisrael, command the B'nai Yisrael. So if the Torah is commanding the B'nai Yisrael, so clearly the B'nai Yisrael came before the command. So there's Hashem, who's giving a command to the B'nai Yisrael. So the B'nai Yisrael had to be there already before the command could have happened. So you see that the Bnei Yisrael came before the Torah. So Bisharsha, the, the Yidin are one with Hashem. So we're talking about the essence of Hashem. The Torah and Hashem and the Yidin are completely one, because we're talking about the essence of Hashem. So it's it, they're all one, without any type of divisibility. But nonetheless, in this indivisible oneness, the Yidin ha- have the higher Shairish. And therefore, the Yidin are able to pile Zion in the Torah. And this is uh, where it comes from, first of all, the Indian of Chadushay Torah. How we're able to be machadish zayin halachas in Torah is because of our shares, which is higher than the Torah. Therefore, we're able to machadish zayin halachas, machadish zayin chedushin in Torah, and also the pashtus from the very fact that there needed to be an oylem haza and yidden fulfilling the Torah on this world shows that the yidden are being machadish in the Torah. Because if the Torah didn't need to have any type of chiddush, then why did Hashem need to create oylem haza, put the yidden on it, put the Torah on it, b'shpil Yisrael b'shpil haTorah? Why? Hashem already had the Torah Lamaila. Elamai, Hashem wanted the Torah not just to be Bakayah, He wanted to be the, the that the Torah has to f- be fulfilled Bapayal Mamish. Not just that we have the Torah Bakayah, that you have these Savuyim Bakayah, or how they are Beruchnius. Hashem wanted the Torah to be able to be actualized the Gashmis by So by the Yidin fulfilling the Torah in this world, we are being, we're bringing a, a greater level of Shlemus into the Torah, that the Torah is being fulfilled 
the pale in this world brings a shlemus to the Torah that it wouldn't have had on its own. So we see even Kapshutai that the Yudin being Moisif a shlemus in the Torah, the Yudin of Yad the Torah beyond it, that we mangle the Torah and making the Torah greater by learning it and fulfilling it in the Hailam Haza. So back to our particular situation. So over here, the Torah says, Ain Mayrin came. The Torah doesn't give you, uh, doesn't tell you what to do. Ain Mayrin came. The Torah doesn't tell you what to do in, in such a situation of a Aramis. So the Medidas of Torah do not tell you what to do in such a situation. So the purpose of the Torah is to tell you how to connect to Hashem in every situation. But over here, we have a situation where we don't know what to do. The Torah is not giving it to you. On the contrary, if you look inside the Svaris of Torah, there's many reasons that would tell you that actually this was the incorrect thing to do. But nonetheless, inside the essence of the Yid, when it reaches the essence of the Yid, that's something which was, touches his Nakuda, then you're able to recognize what the Mitis Ratzon Alien is, what Hashem truly wants, and thereby reveal also within the Torah what the true Ratzon of Hashem is. That even in these types of situations, when there's, let's say, according to the Raman, when there's no Hasra, even when it's a situation of even if it's a situation where it's a Kayan who's going to become Tamei, in all these situations, this is the correct thing. This is the Mitis Ratzon Alien even though Ein Meirin came. So we've seen how the, 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 the Yid, Pinchus, is able to minazgala in Taira at a, a deeper level, which wouldn't have been there inside the Medidus of Taira itself, where it was not, it was Ein Meirin came. And therefore also, the, the, the schar that he got, which is, is something which is higher than the Medidus of Taira, which was the Kohuna. Kohuna, according, again, this would be according to the opinion of Rashi, the more of Elazar's opinion, that Pinchas was not a coin at that time. And by doing his act of Mesir's Nefesh, he, Hashem gave him the Kohuna. So the Chayra, Kohuna is something which comes from the father to son. It's not something you can get as a schar. It's not something that you could buy or, or receive somehow. It needs to, you have to have been from the father to son. You get it automatically. It's within the tether, the genes of the coin, that they're able to, that their kids will also be Kayanim. So how could Hashem give Pinchas the Kohuna? Elamai. From this, that he went lamaila from the Hagbalas of Taira. Therefore, Hashem also gave him a gift, which was higher than the Hagbalas of Taira. And this is Mitzad the Indian of Kinulalakav, that his Kanois came because of Hashem directly. So it wasn't a, a Kina which came inside the Taira, because the Taira didn't tell him what to do in this scenario. Rather, it was a Kina which is Alakav, which is higher than Medinus of Taira. And this idea is revealed in Parshas Pinchas. So it was in this Galag event that the Kinois of Pinchas, even though it looked like Lamata, it was Shalabert Ratzon Chachamim, and it was Bikshulon Adaisai, nonetheless, this was the Mitis Ratzon Alim, which is Hachif from Tyre. That's what revealed in Parshas Pinchas. So we find the same thing also by the Friedrich Rebbe. That, of course, his Mesiris Nefesh was Beguf. To the Farsim Zayin uh, Torah in the Soviet Union, but he also had a Mesir Sanashama because at that time there were many of the Gedolei and Chachmei Yisrael that understood that his Anhaga was incorrect, and they themselves Kafirt uh, Andrish, as the Rebbe points out, R thirty three, that according to many you actually needed to leave that country, so they passed him that you're supposed to leave. 
and the Friedrich was staying, and he was encouraging many Hasidim to stay, in order to be, be Shoichtim and Rabbonim and Moyalim. So they, they were against his, the, what he was telling his, himself and his Hasidim to do. And, and he got involved with other Yidim, as we just mentioned. More than that, he actually put into Sakana his entire Havaita Sakadish, as explained in other Sikhs, that the Ika Gzer of the Soviets, that they didn't want him to be Mechanech Zayn children. That was their main issue. They didn't have such an issue so much with him making matzahs and, and, and him doing milah and uh, being, uh, doing shechita and those types of inyanim. The main thing that they were against was the education of the children because they wanted to change. They felt the older generation is already lost. They already have all these superstitions. But the new generation to be able to train properly. So therefore their main issue was with the Friedrich teaching children. So the thing is, so the Friedrich Rebbe went to teach the children. So it was Messias Nefesh B'Neshama, because, again, he didn't need to teach children. He didn't need to send Hasidim to teach the children. It's a mitzvah's essay. Uh, it's definitely not something who's mechuyeveh. And he was putting into danger not only those individuals, and himself, if the Friedrich Rebbe would have been arrested and killed, like they wanted, that his entire Avedis his whole network could have fallen apart. So he was putting into jeopardy, not just his own life, but even the network, which was doing all these other inyanim, which were not in jeopardy, which they would have been able to do without the Soviets getting involved. It was only because he wanted to teach the children, that's why the Soviets got involved. So in order to teach the children, he was willing to put everything into jeopardy. And the reason is because the matzah of that country at that time was touching and, and, and was putting into uh, danger the etzim kim of, of Yiddishkeit. And the Friedrich did not want Shleich Ba'ner Yisrael, therefore he went to Messir's Nefesh. And just like by Pinchas, it was the Zgala afterwards that what he did was right. So also by the Friedrich Rebbe, it was the Zgala Le'en Kol, that what he did was Asher Kinu Lelakavi, Chapa Ben Yisrael, that this was an Emes Aveda, which was the correct thing to do. And the Zgala Geben Lamata, and everybody agreed with him that it was the correct Aveda. And that was when he became released from jail. When he became released from jail in such a wondrous way that he was supposed to be killed. And then he was supposed to go to um, Gaulus for three years. And then he's released just a few days later. It was in Scala in Kol that, that the Fidu Kebbe is supposed to continue, that this is what Hashem wants, and he's supposed to continue his Avaidah. And this is Alderich Dugma to what happened by the Alter Rebbe. That the reason why the Alter Rebbe was put into jail because it was a Kitrug Lamaila. If you should be spreading Chassidus and Oifen of Chabad. So when he was released on Yotas Kislev, it was in Zgala that Hashem wants him to continue. That the Psak in Lamaila was that he should continue with the spreading Chassidus. So similarly over here, this that he was put in jail was a Kitrug Lamaila. Should the Fidik Rebbe be Moiser Nefesh, Boguf, Ubim Neshama, to teach children. And this that he was released from jail, it was in Zgala that the Psak was that he should be going on the Sir Snafesh. And the Chilik between the Friedrich Rebbe and Pinchas is that by Pinchas is Ein Mayern Kain. Kanayim Pagenba is, is Allah which Ein Mayern Kain. But the Etzim Geula made it clear that this is the right of Aida and Mayern Kain and Kachavi, this was the Maiserat, that the Friedrich Rebbe was Mayer for his Chassidim to continue in this Avaida. And because of that Avaid of Davka, therefore there was Zara Achra Bris Kunasailam, that the Yidin, who are Kol Yisrael, Atimti of Lachas Kainim, they survived, and the Gechelis Yisrael survived in that country. And it was because of this Messir's Nefesh of the Fidik Rebbe and his Chassidim. 
and he says, according to this, we're, we're able to understand also a, a connection between the name of the Friedrich Rebbe, which is Yosef Yitzchak, and also the name Pinchas. In this part of the Sicha, I'm going to do more quickly, but I do advise those who want to learn it more, Ian, because there's a beautiful shir by Rabbi Piton on Project Kutusichus, where he discusses the idea of this, this concept of Gimel and Dalit, which we're going to go through in a few minutes, in, in, in great detail, and it's very geschmack. so uh, definitely listen to it there. But just in, in Oishman, much more Bikitzer, the, the Rebbe points out that the name Yosef Yitzchak is connected to Pinchas. The name Yitzchak and the name Pinchas both equal 208. Pinchas, as it could be spelled with a yud or without a yud, so after the, the, the Mesir Snefesh, his name is spelled with a yud. This is what's brought in the Zayar. That Mesadik Bikanes Kainasi, a yud was added to Pinchas's name, so it equals 208. So the Zayar says the, the Gematria, this that the Gematria of Yitzchak and the Gematria of Pinchas is the same, shows that there, he said that actually the third just says there's, there's the Gematria is the same. That was going to explain it, because uh, as we're going to show. But the Rebbe uses two Lushayinists at the beginning of the Sikha. He says, this that has the same gematria shows that there's a shaykh, a, a and a dimyan, that there's a connection and also a similarity between the two names of Pinchas and Yitzchak. And so that means it's Be'oif and Golim. And by the name of Yosef, there's a, only a shaykhus to Pinchas, because Pinchas was the great-great-grandchild of Yosef. As we know that Pinchas um, was a descendant of Yosef from his mother's side. So first, the connection to Yitzchak, which was, we said, in a, there's a similarity, and a shaykhus, and a connection. So what does that mean, that there's a similarity and a connection? So the connection that we're going to see between them is that they have a similar uh, similarity in the oifen of Mesiris Nafesh. And that's the idea of a gematria. Um, when we have the two things, which, which are gematria, and it's a gematria which is al not just someone made up, but gematrias which are brought in. Sifra Kabbalah and other Svarim, Sifra Taira, Sifra Achachme Yisrael. These are emes of gematrias. And how gematria is made is because there's a connection between these two and Yonah. And there's, the connection is by the cheshbin, by, by the numeric value of the words. This, these, that these two words have the same numeric value is because there's a similarity in the source of, of where their energy comes from. That's why there's a similarity. The similarity mitzad their numbers is because there is a certain dimyon mitzad the sherish of where their kaychas um, come from. So in our situation, this means that Yitzchak, his Mesir Snefesh was by the Akedah's Yitzchak. And by the Akedah, the Mesir Snefesh was in a few different Eifanim. First of all, it, was, it wasn't just a Mesir Snefesh Bukah. There's also a Mesir Snefesh B'Neshamah. One, because Hashem gave a haftacha that Yilachalo Zarecha, that uh, that that uh, that Yitzchak would be, from Yitzchak would be the children of Avraham, and of course, if Yitzchak was killed before he got married and had children, that haftacha would not be fulfilled. A second one was that there was the Ikkushashasal Avram, there was the the religion, the monotheism Avram was teaching, was supposed to be continued through Yitzchak if Yitzchak would have been killed. That. Uh, Iker, this, this, the, the, the Iker of monotheism would have, been, would have ended. And the third thing was 
of course, the Kim of Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael come from Yitzchak. If Yitzchak would have been killed, there never would have been Am Yisrael. But nonetheless, since Hashem gave a command, this was the Amitis Ratzana Alien. Therefore, since this was the Amitis Ratzana Alien, then of course Yitzchak followed what Hashem wanted, but without looking at all the Cheshbonis. Meaning, it's not the Cheshbonis of Taira. Maybe the right thing for, for him would have been to refuse. It's not there's Haftacham, it's not the Kim of Am Yisrael. It's all, all the different inyanim. Al piseichel of Taira would have there would have been a chesed at least to say that he shouldn't do. But nonetheless, Hashem gave the command and, he, and Hashem revealed what his amitus haratzim was. And therefore, since the amitus haratzim was revealed, Yitzchak went to Mesiris Nefesh, begufa benefesh to fulfill what Hashem wanted. So similar, and this is similar to the inyan of Pinchas, and of course also to Fudah Uh The next part compares it also. So that's how we see there's also a begolidika connection, and there's a similarity, not just a connection, but also a similarity. But when we're get, getting to Yosef, I'm not going to go through the whole next part of the Sicha, just very bekitzer, is that he says that Yosef is three times ban, and while Yitzchak is four times ban. Ban is usually the idea of Vedas Adam, is reflecting the name ban. So Yosef is three times ban, and, and Yitzchak is four times ban. The idea is that, as the Gemara tells us, that Gimel is the Indian of Gimel, and the Dalit is Dalit. Gemel shows on the Mashpia or the Hashpa. Dalit reflects on the Makabel or, or the receiving of the Hashpa. And in our context, this would mean there is the Inyar of the Nasa and the Nishma. The Nishma is the 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 Hachana, the preparation for the Hashpa, for the actual the, the the preparation for the Shma to happen, or the Hashpa and the preparation for the Hashpa. And the actual action would be the union of Nasa. So Nishma is the preparation. So that would be the union of Gemel. So when, when it's two people, I should say, then the Gemel is one individual. And then you have the Da. When we're talking about one person, the union of Gemel is the idea of the preparation for the Hashpa. Right? That, that, would, that would include the Seichol and the emotions, which are usually divided into three parts, the Chachma, the Bina, and the emotions, the midas, or other times it says you have the gimel kavim, you have kavim chesed, gvura, and rachamim. So you have three kavim, and then the final kav or the final bechina would be the inyan of malchus, which is the hashpa b'payel. So Yosef is the inyan of the gimel kavim. Yosef is the inyan of yisoid. Yisoid is the actual last step of the mashpia when the hashpa is ready, is ready to be given. And Dalit is Malchus when the Hashpah is actually being given. So Pinchas, he's clearly connected to Yitzchak, which is the Maisa Bapayal. And Behelim, there is a Shaykhus between Yosef and Pinchas. There's haste that by Pinchas, the main thing was the Maisa Bapayal. And sometimes the Rebbe says having too much Nishma should actually take away from the Therefore, it says that Mesir's Nefesh, the time of Gauls, is even greater than the Bizban Habayas. Because the Bizban Habayas, the main avoid was Chachma Amidus. While the Bizban Habayas, the main avoid was Mesir's Nefesh Bogot. Therefore, by Pinchas, the main thing was, Begiloi was the connection to Yitzhak, which was Mesir's Nefesh Bapayal. But nonetheless, he also had the Gimel Behelem. Because, as, as the Medr says, uh, Pinchas said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kachlam Adetani, this is what you taught me. Meaning, is this that he knew what to do? Ultimately, the Nishma, the Hachana, came from Moshe Rabbeinu. So there was a connection. There was the union of Yosef at Emim, but it was Behelim. His main union that we see was the Dal, was the Maisa Bapayal. And that's why it says it's a, 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 Pinchas was the grandchild of Yosef, the great-grandchild of Yosef. 
So there's not a dimmy in between them, but he is Nimshach, and he does come from Yosef. He comes from Yosef, but he's not actually similar to Yosef. Why? Because the main avoid of Pinchas is the Maes of Apaya. But he does come from Yosef, meaning he does have this Inyan of Nishma within him. The Nishma which was in him was what Moshe Rabbeinu taught him. But by the Frida Kirebbe, his name is Yosef Yitz, because he had both Inyan and Begolim. He needed to have the Nishma Bishlein Musa, and also the Nasa Bishlein Musa. The Nasa, of course, was Mesir Snefesh, if he's discussed the Pale. And also the Nishma, the teaching uh, the, the deepest Inyanim in Nigla and Chassidis, and Megalzai and the Rabbim, these two Inyanim. And of course, the lesson for us is that we need to be like Pinchas, that we need to do the Maitz of the Pale. Whether it's in an Oifen, where it's, we're, we're, we're just doing the Maitz of the Pale because we don't have the Nishma. And the truth is, of course, better that the true Oifen is what we have is that we do have the Nishma. The Nishma is that we have the Rebbeim, and the Rebbeim are teaching us what needs to be done. So the Nishma, which comes Mitzad and Nesidah Reino, that's within us. And therefore the Nasa that we have is a Nimshah from that Nishma. So therefore we have the Nishma Ma'ala, and we have the Nasa, which is the Payo. Another just points out that this is connected also to the number four. Four can mean like uh, you have like four, the fourth person in line, or four can mean a total of four. So one oifen is that you're just the fourth, that there already is the nishma, and then you're doing the nasa, you're focused, you're just the fourth, your, your union is the union of nasa. But then there's the union of four, which means you have everything else with it. So it's four, which includes the three with it. So the shlucham of the Rebbe, they have the union of nasa within themselves. As the Rebbe says that since he's doing the shluchas from the Nesir Hadar, so the Mele Zayin Avayda in the Indian for Nishma, there is Bechinus Yosef. Therefore, when he's Shasser Pilt, the Indian of Nasa by Sveti Yidin, the Indian for Nishma. So you also have this Indian of Nishma. And the Mir Tashem, this will bring through the Zavayda, will be Vasa Zayin, the Zayin Zayin to Pinchas to Elio, which is the Vasa Vagula, which even by Elio, there's an he's connected to the Indian of Nasa, the Hesha of Abay Saban, the Banim Al Faisam Vagamer. But also the Gula will also be the fourth Gula, Arbashan is the Gula of Lasalava, and we have the Dalak Chesa Shapranish, Akadish Borch, Osl, Hashkis, and Sumas Elam, who connect them also, Akadish Borch, Hashkis, Israel, Dalak Chesa, and Hamakulu, and this should all be the Karib Mamish.